Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is. Thank you. Yeah, I think we're ready. Greg. Ready. Jonathan. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Long time no talk. Long time. Holy mackerel. It's been forever. I know. I know. When and even with the holy mackerel joke, we are not talking about fish today. We are not actually, and so I could go with Holy Toledo, but we're not talking holy about Toledo. Ohio today or Spain. No, yeah, or Spain. That's right. Uh, no, uh, we we uh, have put our heads together, and we we had a really really great talk about kitchen gadgets uh, a couple yes. of issues ago, issues ago episodes. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we're not a periodical. Um, we are a uh, podcast. So, uh, and it was uh, Go Go Kitchen Gadgets. If you didn't hear it. Uh, feel free to go back and listen. It's uh, it's uh, free everywhere you, where you uh, get your podcasts. Obviously, you're it's listening gonna to change us your now. Life. Let's just be honest. It's going to change your life. It changed mine. Mine, mine was changed already, I think. Yeah, I needed it, by the way. <laughs> oh, boy, shape, just, just shape me right up. Um, but the uh, but but you know we talked about all these cool kitchen gadgets. Some of the some some that we love, some that we don't love, um, and we we scratch the surface, just scratch oh, the surface because there's there's so many wonderful gadgets out there. Uh, we're going to talk. This is going to be part two yeah. of our of our gadgets, and uh, and and we just want to kind of jump in and yeah. start bringing up some of the ones that that we love, yes. some of the ones that we haven't come to love yet. And, yes. uh, and, 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 and we, again, if listener, if you have any input, if there's gadgets you love that we don't talk about or that you've used that you, or, or you've had a, maybe a, 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 a horrible experience that ruined something, uh, we want to hear your story, right? We want to yeah. relay that. We want to hear about it. If you have ideas, again, please let us know. We're always happy to take input. We've, a couple of our shows have been influenced by our listeners and sure. we have run with it. So we love it. We love doing it. Um, so we have on our list some of the some of the gadgets that we did talk about last yes. time. Um, one of them, <laughs> it was a few, right? So I'm I'm laughing. So the first one you, you, are, is the first one we're going to talk about the, the KitchenAid stand mixer. We're going to have to do it. I think we have to do it. And I can't I, we and didn't do it last time. The reason I'm laughing is I'm finding myself having this weird reaction to the term gadget. Hmm. I think of a gadget as something that is maybe all flash and no substance. And as I think of some of the items we're going to talk about today, including KitchenAid Sand Mixer, mm-hmm. there's so much substance to that product. It's a tool. It's a tool. It's yeah. a tool. Um, I'm so, a gadget. And, it, it, and you're but a tool. That said, is it the only way to get work done uh, that needs mixing? No, no, it's not. no it no, is not. Of course not. Um, well, tell me about, so you have a, a, a stand mixer that might also be a KitchenAid. They really own the space. Um well, it's kind of. I think you, when you say, "Yeah, the stand mixer is is the tool," unless you're in industrial kitchens and you have a Hobart or one of these enormous right. mixers that's the size, you know, you're, you're making food for 800 or something like whatever. Right. And I've seen these mixers, right? I've, I've been in industrial kitchens and, and these things, and these things are enormous. Oh my gosh! And the the hooks on these things are the size of my torso. And they just you yes. know, twist around, and they've got hundred, you know, pounds and pounds of dough they're making up or whatever. But for the but for the home market, I think KitchenAid. It's kind of like saying Coca Cola or Band Aid. It's just they yeah. own the market, like you say, and and they're synonymous with quality. Um, they are, and I want to also say in this moment that uh, listener KitchenAid is not sponsoring this this podcast or giving Jonathan <laughs> and I any 
Yeah. Uh, any stand mixers? Uh, at least not yet. Not yet, KitchenAid. So if you are from KitchenAid and you are listening to this podcast and you believe these gentlemen deserve KitchenAid appliances, uh, we believe that you are right. We <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. Exactly. They do kind of own the home market. There are other, I know there are other ones, um, but I don't know anybody who has them. Everyone I know who has a stand mixer has a KitchenAid. Yeah, I don't know that I've come across others. Yeah. I don't and think I, I want actually, to. Recently, I had two of them. I divested myself of one of them. I gave it to a friend of oh. mine who was setting up their uh, their home. They uh, recently came out of a relationship and were mm. had to go about setting up uh, their own their own space. And I was getting rid of some things and consolidating from two houses down to one. And I yeah. gave beautiful, bright red artisan KitchenAid oh. stand mixer to my friend, and they were so appreciative. I am jealous mm. and how wonderful mm-hmm. oh, I hope they use it. And they make yeah. all sorts of beautiful things. How do you use your, your, let's stay with stand mixers for a minute. How do you use your stand mixer? Well, let, let me just say, um, I had one, mm-hmm. I had one, I inherited from when my mother passed in 2009, mm. it lasted this. She had that mixer before I was born mm. and, and it was, and, and it was bright red KitchenAid had every attachment every every movable piece of it was still made of metal so okay. no plastic gears nothing it was yeah. this, the the original gonna and it lasted uh let's see i was in my 30s so it lasted another five years so i was 40 i was 41 when this thing finally gave up the ghost um and There's a reason they they own the home market and it's yeah. what you're describing now so that's yeah. that, that's it 41 years um not good for the planned obsolescence that is our <laughs> market space today right um and because uh, <laughs> you you buy one and 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 it lasts it just lasted um so uh we have we haven't we haven't invested in another one because um because i don't i don't bake as much or mix as much as i used to however um, I love it. And here's my memories of, of the mixer, especially as a kid, because as a kid, my mother wanted me in the kitchen, zero, none at all. I was either underfoot or putting my mm. fingers in things that shouldn't be in, um, to taste stuff. And, but, but whenever she, she was done mixing the cookie dough batter, I always got the hook or the thing or whatever. And that was like my metal lollipop liquor, like whatever. And yes. <laughs> I mean, I probably had, you know, raw egg or whatever. Who cares, right? Who it cares? just made me stronger. And uh, there you go. as yeah. an individual, uh, emotionally stronger, physically. So, um, but I remember this kitchen and she would, and and, and just the hum of it. And, yeah. and, and it, there was this just real satisfying, uh, uh, you know, movement uh, to, yeah. to watching it. And I was yeah. mesmerized yeah. as a kid. Yeah. At, and I would, I remember like, what makes all of this stuff move? And I just wanted to learn about all the pieces on the inside. And which of course I would tell my mother and it would scare the shit out of her. And she would say, stay away from my mixer. So, um, but, but anyway, so when, when, when it did break, uh, you know, I took it in to KitchenAid and I said here, you know, it, you know, it, what can we fix this? And they, they, they apologized profusely and said, we just don't make the metal parts anymore. Oh my gosh. And we have we, we we do have very high quality parts, but they are made of a very durable plastic because the metal parts are just they're, 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 you know they're just too difficult to get. Sure. So uh, they weren't able to fix it. Uh, we we did wind up having to get to, to sadly get to uh, to let it go. Uh, but uh, we had we you know in the time that we had it, we made some we made some great doughs and um, pie crusts and 
All sorts of good things. Yeah. Well, I resisted. I, I have a KitchenAid stand mixer now. I resisted for a long time because they're expensive. It's a it's a commitment, mm-hmm. and they take a good slice of counter space. For you know, yeah. if if one is not a regular baker, um, especially baker, uh, and I know it does other things too. Um, that that's a, a lot of real estate to dedicate to something that doesn't get used that often. Yeah. Um, so I resisted for a long time, and I had a a hand mixer. Um, which I actually mm. I still have one of those. I found one at the thrift store for eight dollars. Um, yeah. Not buy that. Um, and but and are you talking like one of those ones where you, it's, it's like it, it, it you hold it almost like a like a no, I would say the gun, but like a gun. It has like the two little yeah, meters, two come meters out. that spin around. Yep, yep. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, so that's what I grew up with. We didn't have my mom didn't have a stand mixer, so when when she made cookies or made something like that, you know, you would get. I was one of three brothers, and of course, it's got two. Uh, beaters on it so it, somebody always get left out obviously but um, uh-huh. yeah. you get two beaters that, that pop out that get handed out for uh for getting dough yeah. so i had one of those um at, and it of course it's not powerful enough to do um to do some things and so w- when i got a stand mixer i did buy the one that i just gave away it was the first one that i bought in sprite mm-hmm. red uh and used it um for special occasions you know i, I would make cookies or i would make you know, bread or something like that. And, yeah. and the fact is it does what it does really well. And in yeah. fact, I think where I really became hooked is um, I have an oatmeal raisin cookie uh, mm. recipe that I love. And I will say, and this might be uh, contentious, I'm going with it. Um, raisins should be in everything. Yeah. Raisins are magical. Right I love there. them. They should yep. be in everything. Uh, so if you, dear listener, are a raisin hater, know that uh, we love you anyway, and we'd love to hear yeah. from you, but also know that you are wrong. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> my oatmeal raisin cookie recipe is too thick and heavy for my hand mixer to handle um, yeah. or even for my hand to handle. And so the first time I made the recipe in the stand mixer, I was like, oh, this is magic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it doesn't get used all that often, but uh, when it does, nothing else does as good a job. I think that's a thing. And I, here, here, let me say this, because you mentioned this in uh, part one of this, um, the real estate. Yes. Like, like there is there is the equation. And I don't know if everyone does this. I know that I do it. And, um, and when I look at something, I look at what's my everyday with this? Yes. Where does this go? Where do I mm-hmm. store it? How do I clean it? How much, you know, and, and, and when I, when I'm using it, where does it sit in the kitchen? Is it in the way of me chopping stuff? Does it like, how do I have to like manage around this to use this? And that's a part of my decision-making process yep. when it comes to, to, to tools. And I'm like, this is a really cool, awesome, nice to have thing for the kitchen. Uh, but right. it's huge. It's cumbersome. Yeah. It's too heavy to, to, to put up and, and put away. Uh, you know, and out of the way. So it has to sit on the counter all the time. So yeah, those are absolutely, uh, and, and I'd be interested to to hear maybe from our listeners, like what, you know, what yeah. are your equations around it? Is it just, right. hey, this is great. I love it. Um, regardless of the counter space it takes up or, or you know, or putting it away. Because I know, for instance, my father-in-law, uh, Bill, um, has an absolutely clean look to his kitchen. The, he, he he doesn't have any 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 of the mixers out. He doesn't have any of the tools out. He doesn't have any of the nothing. He has all that stuff. Yeah. He doesn't even have paper towels out. Like he'll put the paper towels away at night, right? Because he doesn't want the the look of having that out. It's a very clean look. And so there, that equation certainly works for him. Um, I'm just wondering if that's something that's particular for for a lot of people. 
I feel like your father-in-law, Bill, and I need to hang out. Um, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really similar. So, uh, right. and by the way, there's a whole, we should, we, I could do a whole podcast episode on paper towels alone. Um, <laughs> really? I have a, I have a lot of strong feelings by paper towels. That's all I will say. We will simply oh, have my. to say that for another, another time. Okay. But I have the same point, uh, you know, like even the big KitchenAid I have here in Palm Springs did not live and and I'm in the middle of a kitchen remodel. It will not live on the counter. Uh, it doesn't get a prime spot like that. Uh, the only yeah. thing that really gets regular uh, consistent use and is going to stay out up on the counter is going to be my espresso maker because I'm not a barbarian mm. with heavens and the toaster. <laughs> right. Um, because I love toast uh, and I mm. bake a lot of bread. Interestingly, yeah. not with the KitchenAid mixer. Yeah. Um, I, I have a, you know, the, all the rage in baking sourdough these days is a stretch and fold uh, long proof, um, which is the, the method that I use as well. So basically I just mix it in a bowl Um do some stretch and folds over a day, yeah. proof it overnight uh, to, to let it proof, let it um, uh, ferment overnight in the fridge and bake it the next day. So, yeah. but for the stand, but the stand mixer ends up being, they make other kinds of breads, yeasted breads, especially um, stand mixer, cookies, stand mixer, uh, around the holidays, it's yeah. fun to bake stand mixer. And then there's the attachments, uh, like the pasta making attachments. I know. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, the pasta one. Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing. My life. It is basically a gear that it has a powerful gear that has a very low torque that can move difficult to move things easily. So they KitchenAid has nailed it with the attachments. Yes, you can always mix the things. You can also have pasta maker. You can put a meat grinder mm -hmm. attachment. Um, mm -hmm. All sorts of incredible <clears throat> things and whatever needs to be processed. Yeah. Basically, uh, with it's not bladed, the KitchenAid has it. It does. Yeah. And, you know, I was watching something about this on, on a YouTube video the other day because I watch YouTube cooking videos all the time. Oh, yeah. When you talk about, about processing, part of what the KitchenAid allows if one has time for it. And this is where I think it, it you know, maybe it's a gadget and maybe it's also just a really necessary or uh, valuable tool. So if I'm, let's say I'm feeding a family and, you know, I've got the opportunity to make my own sausage, for example. So buy the meat grinder attachment on your KitchenAid um, and make sausage, uh, yeah. you know, bake, you know, obviously using the KitchenAid to bake bread and, and bake other things um, becomes really handy as well. And so, you know, I think that for families, people, for people, especially families, who want to reduce the amount of processed food that other people prepare for them, like grocery stores and Monsanto. Yep. Yes. Uh, things like the KitchenAid um, allow them, and things like Cuisinart food processors and some of the other uh, oh, gadgets Cuisinart. we're talk about, yeah. um, really put more of that processing in the hands of, of the family themselves. And so you've got fewer preservatives and fewer unknown ingredients and uh, you know, arguably a better product if you want to take the time and effort to get the meat grinder attachment to your KitchenAid and get the sausage casings, I'm making obviously the sausage example over and over and over. Yeah, um, yeah, all yeah. of that becomes something that you can do with this equipment, which is kind of amazing. It's it's really amazing. It puts it, and also it makes it something that 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 isn't uh, completely out of reach for everyone. In that you, it's easy to clean, 
right? It's easy to to prepare. It's it's a snap and click and start grinding your right. meat, right? You're you are a recipe and a snap and click away from doing something that some people took many, many years to try to figure out how to do, or they they had to yeah. labor through with like a like yeah. a crank meat grinder and yeah. you know, um I think I mentioned like the like I don't like because we no longer have our our, our KitchenAid. Um, you know, we do have a, a like a, a pasta one of these hand cranked pasta machines that does like with the flat, which is like lasagna style, and then yeah. two different sets of uh, of thick and then also regular spaghetti sized noodles. But it's it's a process. You have to. I mean, it's it, you got to clean it. You got a thing. And it's, it's a machine sure. itself. You got to oil it, and there's a whole yep. thing to it. So, um, and but it, again, it does this amazing job. Yeah. This thing's going to outlive all of us, right? Where this thing will be making pasta for my great grandchildren, like the last. <laughs> well, and here's the thing about about this about these this equipment, these gadgets, right? So, I love the KitchenAid mixer that I have, and I and I've I've used it a number of times, and and will continue to. I love the pasta making um, feature of it. But the first time I made pasta, I all I used was a rolling pin. So I I followed yeah. the, the standard you know YouTube video you can find making the pile of the the flour and you put it well and you put the eggs in and you whisk with a fork and then you roll it out. And it was great. It was amazing. I've made ravioli that way too. So there's all kinds of ways to get there. Obviously you can make cookies and bread without having this, this equipment. Um, you can, I don't know if you can grind meat that way. I'm sure you can. Hmm. So, so, you know, you don't need it. You don't need to have it, but yeah. it makes it easier. And I will say it more fun. It is more fun. Yeah. More fun. Yeah. That's right. If, if someone so, told me to sweep the floor or vacuum the floor, I'm going to vacuum every time because it's a machine. Time. Every it's time a machine. I, I mean, I can, I can get the, the broom's easier, actually. It's exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. How do you use your Cuisinart food processor? Oh, um, I, well, so so I we we buy like block cheese. So if I need to easily shred cheese, I have. So again, I inherited this Cuisinart. Again, this thing's older than I am. And it's yeah. just doing this amazing job. It's still just, it just goes. Um, and so we use it for making hummus. We use it for making, uh, cause we love to make our own hummus. We love to make, um, uh, tapenades. We like to, uh, shred. So I shred a lot of my own cheese if we're, if we're doing that. Um, and it just, you know, I, I can hand crank it out. I certainly have the, uh, the, uh, vigor and forearm strength to shred my own cheese. However, it's way more fun. Yeah, and, it is uh, fun and, and fast, and it's so fast. And it goes through. Yeah. It's just and it's really neat just to watch. And I have like ten different blades that my mother had. Then mm -hmm. I have a special blade case. It's it's got everything. It's got a whole that you know folds up and but uh, but it's in it's actually in in, uh, in the house in Palm Springs right now. Oh, nice. So yeah, and so uh, and, and we used to like to make. Oh, we made we would make hummus like every week. For a long time, we make it, and we would make all sorts of it. Um, we make like with uh, just just good 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 old fashioned plain hummus, like regular hummus, and then we made the uh, hummus with the uh, um, uh, what is it the the uh, uh, sun dried tomatoes. Um, oh, yes. And then my favorite uh, that that I came up with is uh, we would I would chop up uh, dill pickles, mm. and we make a dill pickle hummus that sounds weird, so good with oh the chickpeas, and it brings out this really. Kind of, it brings the acid into this very smooth or olive oily garlicky yeah. thing. So it's just this really, yeah. So so things like that. So we would we would really experiment it with it. And now uh talking about this, I wish it's held here and I wish I was making some hummus. So <laughs> I may have to do that this weekend actually, because I have not made hummus in my food processor. Uh, interestingly, I have used my food processor primarily for dough. 
Oh, so yeah. I got some great recipes um, that and I tend to make the same things over and over and over, but I have a, a pizza dough recipe that um, I make in the food processor. And I'm a big fan of America's Test Kitchen and they have um, oh, yeah. using great ways to try things out. And they had a recipe for food processor pizza dough that I ma- that I have now made for years and years. And so oh, um, wow. it it works great every single time. And, and there's other sort of, I think dough is pie, uh, pie crust. I make pie crust most often in the food processor. Um, oh. and, and so that's been my most heavily used appliance up until I got the KitchenAid is I use the food processor for, for almost everything. Yeah. Oh, and, that's great. And then I, and the same thing, I had an old, an old one that, that I've owned, I bet I own for 20 years or more that I had in Seattle that I gave to the same friend who was setting up their house. Um, who got the the KitchenAid? So they got my my old Cuisinart food processor as well. Um, I know where, you know what. Give me their address. I'm going over for dinner tonight. <laughs> I want a fully baked pie. I want yeah. I want sausages. All the stuff. They've got all of that. Um, yeah. So because uh, I already had because I had another one here. I bought a new one when I got to Palm Springs. Yeah. Um, the other one though, talking about about about, about gadgets, we haven't talked about blenders. Oh, um, yeah. And blenders are are an interesting thing. Uh, I don't know about you, but you know, I grew up with sort of standard sunbeam blender that if it yeah. did its job well, um, you know, my mom could make margaritas when she had friends over, you know, and we could make whatever else you made in blenders. I don't know. Um, you know, they would start yeah. smoking if they got too full. Well then yeah. Vitamix <laughs> yeah. yeah. and other ones came out with the super high speed, amazing blenders. Immersion blenders were not a thing when I was growing up. Oh um, my goodness, right. And, I, and right now I have an immersion blender which you would you will have to pry out of my cold dead hands because it's amazing. <laughs> it um, is. I have a Vitamix blender, which makes hummus beautifully and makes um, some other things beautifully, but I'm not sure it would do tapenade because uh, tapenade you like a little more chunky. And then I also have um, a one of those bullet blenders huh. for making smoothies. And as much as I'm not a person who likes like an appliance that really only does one thing, yeah. um, the... Vitamix blender, which the truth is that's probably overkill for most of the way that I live my life. Um, it can make a smoothie, but it would be like a gallon of smoothie. Um, right. For making a single, like I'll, I'll make one literally after you and I are done talking um, because now I don't oh. want uh, yeah. It takes minutes. It's so easy in the yeah. in the bullet blender. So yeah, I have, I have a lot of blenders for a guy who doesn't like having things on the countertop. Yeah. A little blender heavy. You're a little blender heavy. Well, you know what? I appreciate that. And I, I like that that you've gone all in on the blender life because it's, <laughs> no, because it, it kind of, yeah, hashtag blender life. Um, I think it's, it speaks to uh, the the party animal that is Greg um, because, you know, you know, there's, it, like you said, your, your mother would have people over, margaritas, the thing would start to smoke. It's just, it's just really, it, and it kind of bespeaks of like fun and community and, and social, social aspects. And you as a very social person, you know, if you build it, they will come. If you blend it, they will drink. So, and you are making, you're making it happen. You're making that happen. If you blend it, they will drink. Yeah, that's that's the goal. I am making it happen uh, in both bullet sized and in uh, and in the big blender, um, and also uh, things like gazpacho with the immersion oh blender. God. Yeah, if you blend it, they will drink. You know, I, so we have, uh, we, we are also a little blender heavy. We have a proper blender, tab, tabletop blender, we have a countertop blender in. Yeah. Um, I don't know the name of it. I don't know the- the, the, the Marsha, the, its name is Marsha. Its name is Marsha. 
Thank you for all your blended drinks, Marsha. <laughs> Keep on chopping. Um, uh, and we have, uh, so we have, we have, we have the blender and it's, it's fine. It does a good job. Um, the... I have someone at my door. Oh. So can we pause for a minute? Let's do that. Okay. I love it. Okay. And we're back. We had a bit of a, nice. a technical issue, but we have returned we stronger than when we left. Stronger, better, faster, better, faster, and faster. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were just talking about immersion blenders, and yes. I was going to say that we are also a little immersion blender heavy in our homes. Mm -hmm. We have one in Palm Springs and two uh, up what? here in beautiful Seattle, uh, because uh, I like to I like to double fist when I immersion <laughs> blend in the Pacific Northwest <laughs> because I make so many soups up here. I just make this is the place to make the soups, and uh, and so I made I just made a fifteen bean soup. Uh, I made chili already. Uh, we've uh, we've got oh, a whole bunch of, uh, of great soups on the horizon, and I'm going to immersion blend the heck out of those. Now I got to ask: when you make the fifteen bean soup, do you blend part of it to sort of yeah. get in the soup, and then so then I, I like I yeah I, I like for the beans to stand out as the. Um, as the more malleable piece uh, in in the bite, and so uh, I have a lot of vegetables and things that go in first. I cook the beans ah. separately. I blend uh, to to a light chunk the vegetables sure. uh, so that, but this is a little smoother. I, I don't want them to compete with the beans, and then uh, the beans go in. Right on. That's I my, love that. That's my thing. Yeah, I have done that before, also with an immersion blender, where I'll actually take. Um, some of the beans and vegetables, um, you know, like take out a couple of cups and blend those really, really smooth and use yeah. that as a thickener for the soup. So that's, yeah. you know, you can't beat an immersion blender for that. It's just so easy. You can't. And I, and I've done this with, um, I'll make, uh, one of my favorite soups is a, is, is a mushroom soup and with, mm. a, with truffle oil. And I'd like to make, I have the very beautiful fancy mushrooms, right? The, the fancy ones. And then, but I'll take the, uh, you know the 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 workhorses, the port the you know the porcellos and the and the sure. bellows and stuff, and and I'll cook those, and they add so much depth of flavor. But then I'll immersion those up and leave yes. um, the, uh, the you know the oyster and and the others to kind of shine yeah. uh, for texture, yeah, yeah, for texture so and for right and just now. they look good. Oh, we yeah, <laughs> I, it's, it's, it is time to eat. <laughs> we are damn it. <laughs> yeah you should go down to your newly remodeled kitchen and oh right sorry oh wah, that's wah, yeah wah. too soon, yeah. Too soon. <laughs> greg's kitchen is still under under underway but uh it's it it's, it's gonna be yes it's gonna be incredible i will time. look back on this moment uh fondly when i recall what it was like to have a refrigerator in the garage uh and no way to cook food other than the grill <laughs> in the backyard i know that if someday I will look back fondly on this. Uh, not so much today. I'm hoping for the the uh, the the picture perspective of the days on the grill, and it's just that mm. you know that you know that when, when you had to, and you could you were you were relaying this really great story, and uh, and and my mother came over, and you were cooking, gosh, and, you, yes. and you couldn't find pans, and so you made you used yes. aluminum foil to make the pan. It's just yes. it's just that it's it's like end of the world type cooking. Yes. That's and an incredibly great way to describe it. You you are a survivalist, Greg. You have survived <laughs> your kitchen remodel and you are continuing to. Yes. Well, you know, you have that moment, right, where you are presented with, in this case, a steak. 
and it is a raw mm. steak and it is going mm. to go on the grill. And you, you think to yourself, of course, yeah. I'm going to go with a simple preparation and I'm going to simply salt and pepper both sides of the steak Perfect. and let it sit for a minute and go on the grill. This sounds like the simplest preparation ever, doesn't it? This and sure then does. you consider that in order to do what I just described, you need a pan with a rack to put the steak on. Mm-hmm. You need tongs to sure. grab the steak and flip it over. And you need a salt shaker and a pepper grinder. Right. None of those things were where I thought they were. They were all buried in the garage. So long before I ever got to the part of grilling the steak, uh, I had to get to this experience of finding those very basic implements. Right. Oh my gosh. But and it so, worked out. It worked yeah. out and the steaks were, and the steak was fantastic. Right. Of course it is. Of course it was. Yeah. Um, and, and you're happy with your grill? Oh gosh, it's so great. It's got a griddle pan. And so I've made, uh, the first thing I made out of it was scrambled eggs and bacon. Um, oh. and it was perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then I made, uh, with, uh, your mom, uh, in addition to the steaks that were on the grill, we put, uh, asparagus, um, and mushrooms mm. on oh, that. So, so sauteed some mushrooms and butter, um, and, uh, had those with the steak and then, uh, did the asparagus as well. It was, it was kind of awesome. So yeah, the grilling experience is pretty great so far. Yeah. Well, I think grills is, is a, an entire different discussion. We have a whole inside outside so. grill competition going on and, and, uh, yes. um, but, uh, but I think, I, I think we're close to time. We're pretty close to time. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've, okay. we've uh, covered these particular gadgets and the value of them. I think pretty well. Yeah. Cuisinart, immersion blenders, regular blenders. <laughs> KitchenAids. So I love them. many blenders. There's so, so many, many things blenders. to do. I do too. That's right. That's right. Jonathan, well, my friend. Yes. As always. As always. What a delight to hang out with you. Hey, and you too, Greg. Thanks for your time, for your input, for your um, your insights into, <laughs> into all the kitchen tools. Not always gadgets. a pleasure. Don't belittle them by saying gadgets. Tools. tools. Don't put them down. Yes. Them and down. thank you for all of that and for your friendship. And you as well. I so enjoy spending these times with you. And listener and listeners, uh, hopefully plural at this point, thank you. Uh, and if you have gadgets you love or gadgets you hate or just you want to talk love about to tools, hear. tools of the trade, want to hear about it. All right. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Take care. Bye now. You've been listening to Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Okay. Q jingle. Q jingle. There it is.